Hi, my name is Isaac, lead pastor at New Hope Foursquare Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Our Sunday services are at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Find out more at www.inewhope.org. Good morning. My name is Chris Bowlby. I am the associate pastor here. And uh, let's go ahead and invite our uh, ushers forward. We're going to receive our tithes and our uh, offerings and if you're a guest with us, please feel, feel under no uh, obligation to give. It's just oh, one of the ways that we get to, as a New Hope church body, to participate, participate in the great big mission of helping people find and follow Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the gift that it is to serve you. Not just with our lives, Lord, but with our finances, God. God, I pray that you would multiply each and every dollar. We want everybody in, in the Salem area, in Marion and Polk County, God, would you draw people to you, God, so that they can experience this type of life. Um, God, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it's Christmas time. Who's excited about Christmas? There we go. Yes, I, I don't know why I sang. I, I'm, I don't know, but I'm just feeling singing. Uh, we're going to be using a text-in service this morning. We would love for you to join in to the conversation here. So um, you can go to pollev.com forward slash new hope or text 22333 and uh, you can join in on the fun, your voice will be heard, rather actually seen, um, unless you didn't bring your glasses and then your voice will be blurry. So um, yeah, well, I love the Christmas season and we're going to be talking about what are some of your favorite holiday traditions. Let's go to that. Um, my wife and I, uh, we've got five beautiful daughters, Audrey. Oh yeah, we'll get started. Uh, two, two, three, three, three. I love that one too. That's a wonderful singing loudly to strangers. Cookies with the daughters. Eggnog. Eggnog lovers out there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eggnog haters out there? Oh yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve party, eating too much, decorating the tree, singing loud for all to hear. I love that. Reading the Bible together, fruitcake, I, that's something. Snuggling up and footies, pajamas by the fire. Cookie dough as a family. Don't even cook it. Why? E. coli's not a thing. That's made up. Eat your cookie dough raw. Singing carols, Christmas movies, caroling. Hallmark movies. We'll talk about you in a sec. Getting the perfect tree. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my wife and I. We love to make old <laughs> teeping Chris's house. Uh, FYI, Chris's, you only need the apostrophe at the end, not the extra S. Yeah, sorry. All right, shots fired for teeping my house. At least do it grammatically correct. All right. Ow. Um, my, my wife and I, we make some old-fashioned sour cream cookies. Have you ever had old-fashioned sour cream cookies? <laughs> sour cream cookies. My wife and I brought them into our family. I thought she was nuts. Now I think she's a genius. Um, new Christmas PJs, we love to do that. That's fun. Um, yeah, we love the holidays. It makes me feel warm and snuggly. 
Uh, yeah, let's try one more. Let's try one more here. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Come on. Elf. Yes. Elf. Yes. Elf. Yes. Elf. It's a wonderful life. Elf. Home Alone. Elf. We have a lot of elf lovers here. I'm proud of all of you. Die Hard. That's right. The Grinch. White Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out. Christmas Story. Elf. Die Hard. Charlie Brown. Arthur? Is that... Well, it it is. I love Arthur. Sometimes I just think funny things. Self. Arthur. Rudolph. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That's so good. Nightmare Before Christmas. That's when you don't buy your gifts until the day before. Nightmare. Die Hard. Elf. So good. All kinds of fun stuff. The holiday season has some magic with it, right? We love to binge watch Hallmark movies. Um, do you guys love that? Yeah. Got any Hallmark fans out there? Oh, yeah. 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 So um, we like to binge Hallmark movies until we run out of tissues. Like literally, there's not toilet paper left in, in the house. Sorry, folks, we can't go to the bathroom because we use it on our eyes because we've been watching 458 Hallmark movies. Um, okay, let, let's go a little game show style here. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you the, po- the plot of a Hallmark movie, and I want you to guess which one it is. I'm going to explain to you the plot. Um, this is good. All right. Okay. After experiencing tragedy, the main character is just trying to wade through life. They go to work and come home, but never quite feel satisfied. Upon upon another typical day, they have a rather extraordinary meet-cute in which they run into someone that, although irritating, is somewhat attractive. The more that they spend time together, their antagonist relationship begins to morph. Suddenly, the protagonist realizes the void in their life is now gone because they now have discovered true love. They get married and they live happily ever after. Is there anyone that can guess what that movie is? Let's take a look. The board says. The board says. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't turn the right way. There we go. There we go. And FYI, all of those are Hallmark Christmas movies, just the Christmas movies since 2010. That's only eight years worth. Apparently, they can put out 79 movies in eight years only about the topic of Christmas. Um, and I, I, like, that's funny. Um, but I got to ask, why are we so enamored with these plot lines? Why are we so sucked in? 
in our search for meaning and fulfillment through the holidays, we end up having to turn to these movies because our season rarely ends so beautifully. Do we feel that? That we watch these because our life is not, it doesn't have a bow on it tied at the end. Say we are much more Griswold than Hallmark. Let's take a peek. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. What, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. (laughs) They want you to say grace. The blessing! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. (laughs) Save the neck for me, Clark. (laughs) Okay, Eddie. (laughs) Do we have any Griswold families out there? Come on. I'll raise... Do we have anybody who is lying about being a Griswold family? (laughs) Raise your hand. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, my family and I, we we love this. The blessing. We regularly do that before pretty much every family meal. Um, So, yeah. All the hopes of of a perfect holiday season where people are happy, families are united, and gratitude flows freely, turn into argument, disappointment, mounting debt, and frustration. That is the reality for a lot of us. It's not the happy hallmark ending we would all like. This is what we face, except much less funny. Um... But for the Christ follower, Christmas is a season that has the opportunity to point us towards Jesus. But things inevitably point towards our own lack. For families, we can spend hundreds of dollars on toys and gifts for our children. And with excitement, have you ever been there? Parents, you buy these wonderful toys. You spend hundreds of dollars. And Christmas morning, your kids are excited and they open them up. And where do you find those gifts? Christmas night. In the corner, unplayed with. And we turn towards disappointment. For our our college students, we are excited to have a few days off from, from school and return home ex- excited about the nostalgia of home. As we move through the weeks, we realize what was is somehow different and we move into another term, 
with disappointment. Some of us may be excited about family gatherings this year. Family is spread throughout the country. And this is the one time that everybody gets to be together. Once the meal starts, the passive-aggressive comments begin, complaints and other disappointments begin. Why can't we all just get along? Say it with me. Why can't we all just get along? That is our heart's cry during the holiday season. Well, I have a promise for you. We will be formed this holiday season. We will either be pointed towards Jesus, his plan for us and his plan for the hope of the world, or the enemy will use this season to point us towards our own inadequacy, guilt, right? We feel these and it prods us towards, towards trying, trying to fill these things um, uh, with, uh, with excessive spending, overconsumption, and indulgence. But what if this year... What if this year could be different? What if we could make decisions, even this morning, that would leave us standing on January 2nd with assurance of our worth, our families being united, and hope for a future? We can do that. I'm thankful God's word has something for us. His powerful, mighty word has something for us. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for the gift that it is to be in your word and with a community of believers here. Change us, God, into into the likeness and image of your son. We seek to be transformed because this year we want things to be different. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning we're going to be reading out of 1 Peter. If you want to flip there in your Bible. Also, all of the text will be up on the screen. If you want to follow along there, we'll be in chapter 1. But Peter was written by the disciple Peter. This was a letter written for a wide uh, audience. They would be be suffering under persecution. Um, And much like us, they would be swimming upstream of their, of their culture. Um, if they were going to follow Jesus, they would have to live a life that was different from everyone else, from the culture around them. Their culture, much like ours, was doing nobody any favors. Their culture was not prodding them towards following Jesus. They would have to realize, much like us, they couldn't put their hope in a human being. They couldn't put their hope in the government. Nero at this time was persecuting Christians. And God was calling them. Jesus had told them things like really hard things. Like if they wanted to find their life, they were going to have to lose it. And if they wanted to be first, they would have to be last. And so, so much like us, they were finding themselves in this spot. Now, how in the world are we going to follow Jesus? How are we going to swim upstream? How do we find hope? How can we be transformed? Do you ever ask that, that very, very question? How can things be different? And so we find ourselves in this same place. We receive these words in much the same state that they would have. So let's pick it up in verse 13 and end in verse 13 because there's only one verse. So um, yeah, all right. 
says this. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Place all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So let's take it a few words at a time here as we find a strategy to move through this Christmas season with joy and thanksgiving. Know that we are one step closer to the heart of God. All right, first part. So prepare your minds for action. Our minds and will are a wonderful creation. God has given us the ability to make decisions before something happens. That you can actually make decisions about how you will react in the light of circumstances down the road, even right now. This is so cool. When you are in the midst of mounting credit card debt, in-laws pressuring you for plans, um, and children demanding another toy that will be tossed aside on December 26th. Listen, that is not the time to decide to to, uh, uh, honor Christ. You make that decision right now, even outside of all of all of those pressures. Our formation for the holiday season starts on January 2nd. It goes all year long. If you are hearing my words right now, the good thing is, is you're on this path. You are involved with a community of faith. You're worshiping God with your voice, singing these songs that are transforming your heart into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. It is profound what happens inside of the gathered body of Jesus Christ. You are doing a good job. I think you should give yourselves a round of applause. You're doing a good job. You are one step closer. Let me see this. Is there anyone in our gathering this morning who just went through uh, a session of Rooted? Where are my Rooted peeps? Oh, come on. Come on, son. Where are my Rooted peeps? That's better. Yeah. Good job. You are being formed into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. You are investing into being transformed. Now let's try this. Where are my alpha peeps? (laughs) There you go. All right. You are being formed. Good job. That is so good. So much of our formation and discipleship is actually reactionary. And this is what I mean by that. If I have an issue with anger, I need to read a book about controlling my, my anger. If I have a problem in my marriage, I need a marriage class. If my finances are in rough shape, I need financial peace. All of these programs and resources are good. We're, Financial peace is good. If, if you're having issues with your marriage, yes, you need marriage counseling. All of these things are good. But as you've heard us say around here, we don't even ask the right questions. By allowing ourselves to be completely transformed, we allow God to reveal to us what he wants to transform in our, in our lives We don't just need to swap a few things out. We don't need minor surgery. We need a heart transplant. We need to be completely renovated. 
We don't need a new backsplash. We need our whole house redone. Do you feel me? We need transformation. And it comes with Jesus. Just like the song, you were being transformed. As we sing, I surrender. I want to know you more. God transforms not just a particular area of our lives, but a wholesale, a fire sale, our entire life. And that's what the transformative power of Jesus is. We are being formed. Two, exercise self-control and exercise self-control. As, as you have set a plan for action for this holiday season, it's time to double down. Why? Because the culture will always be against you. You're going to have to swim up, upstream. Nobody will be pushing you towards Jesus. You have to exercise self-control. The average American... When I read this, I, it, this is just crazy. The average American will put over $1,000 on their credit card this Christmas. Over $1,000 just on purchases, just for Christmas. And only 15% of credit card users will pay their balance in full. So for the other 85%, many of them making minimum payments, it will take until 2000 23 to be able to pay off 2018 Christmas. Let that set, set in. And that's one Christmas. Five more years of mounting credit card debt between now and then. You start to see. You start to see what's wrong. What is supposed to be a season of joy and peace will be anything but when, when the payments saddle us for the rest of the year, when the stress that comes through that. We want to set ourselves up for success now and we're doing ourselves a disservice now. Jesus has a better way. Among you, it will be different as we link arms and get ready to head into this, this year. According to the Nielsen Research Group, advertisers are going to spend, the, this is outstanding, over $2.5 billion on advertising this year. $2.5 billion spent on being able to get us to buy, buy stuff. Advertisers will rely on nostalgia, family settings, and making sure you understand they are the only ones that can fill the empty spot in your life. Successful advertising is built upon the premise that if an ad can make you feel a need, if an ad can make you feel a need and their product can fill that need, you will purchase and utilize that product. I just spelled it out for, for you. There is the secret. I mean, think about it. Think about the successful ads, the Christmas ad. You have M&M uh, &M guy here and Santa, right? And they go, he does exist. You do ex exist, Right? We watch that ad and we see the roaring fire and the Christmas under the tree. We feel the nostalgia and we think, yeah, I want that. We're sucked into that. Think about this, the Folgers one, right? The, guy, the, the, the child returning home from, from being in, in the military, you know, Folgers in your cup. Like, oh man, oh man, I want that. 
I want my family to be close like, like that. Maybe I should buy that product. Here are some of the lies, right? Buy this product and you will simplify your complicated life. That's my advertiser's voice. You see why I'm a pastor and not an advertiser. Yeah. Use this product and it will make your family closer. Utilize our service to remind you of the way things were. Let's remember that this is a business. Advertisers have one goal, not to fulfill your needs. It's to make money. That's it. That's it. It will take massive amounts of self-control this year, but we can do it as we link arms as a body, as New Hope Foursquare Church on the corner of Corden and Swiegel Road. We can do it. Amen. We can live lives linking arms as people who are transformed into the image of God. That's it. The Holy Spirit can empower us. And we do it as a community of faith. I depend on you. You depend on me. We can do it together. Amen. But there's a grain of truth. As we read these things, our families need help. You do. I need help. My, my family needs help. That's very true. We do love nostalgia. We lead complicated lives. Are there any complicated live livers out there? Can I get an amen? We lead complicated lives. We do. And we do have needs that are longing to be filled. And even as I bring that up right now, I am confident the Holy Spirit is even speaking to you right now about the, this lacking you may feel in your life right now. And I want to say that there is hope, that there is something that can fill that need in your life. What does Peter have for us? We come to the next part of the verse. Place all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. We will be formed over the next six weeks. That is a promise. You and I will be formed over the next six weeks. Remember, as Isaac, our lead pastor, has been saying, we are doing things, not thinking things, right? We can't think our way into being transformed. We can't. We can't just have better thoughts and then our lives will be better. That's not enough for your families. That's not enough for you to restore relationships in your life. That is not enough for you to have purpose. That is not enough for you to be transformed. That is not, not enough for you to have satisfaction in your life. We need to have something more. We need to have something more. And I'm thankful that we are doing things and not thinking things. That's why this season is incredibly important. Over the next six weeks, we're going to be doing a lot of things. We do a lot of things. We will have regular rituals and cultural liturgies that have incredible power to direct our heart. I'm, uh, I, I can't oversell this. The next six weeks are time to double down. They are going to direct and form our heart. Hallelujah. Remember, 
We are always pointing towards something. We are always going somewhere. We have the opportunity to do something. We're called here by, by, by Peter with an action word. He says, place your hope. We have an active role to play this holiday season, and that's exciting. This can be the year of new traditions. We can have new traditions that point ourselves and our loved ones to the hope that can be found nowhere else except for Jesus Christ. Here are a few traditions you can set this year. The first is Advent. There are hundreds of Advent books out there that are designed around um, the four weeks leading up towards, towards Christmas. Um, celebrating Christmas with Jesus by by Max Lucado is a, is a great one. Um, it, it is a great way to prepare your heart for this holiday s season. And do we have any families with young kids out there? Who are my young families out there? Yeah, you're like, I'm too tired to raise my hand. We just got over a week uh, with the kids. We're exhausted. Um, but you can join me and my family. We're going to be uh, going through this. Uh, it's called All is Bright, and it's by Nancy Guthrie. Uh, and it's a great resource for an Advent devotional, um, especially if you have any colorers in your house. Um, there's, there's all kinds of great activities for the family, but that'll be a fun one. And also give. Giving gifts is a huge part um, uh, of how we celebrate Christmas. Uh, what if, what if you took some of the money that you set aside for gifts this year and used it to bless someone else outside of your circle? Someone else outside of your circle. Next week, this is exciting. Next week, we are going to be introducing a huge opportunity. We have to change the lives of children in Guatemala. You're going to have a, a, a way to participate with this. You can get the whole family involved with this. And three, serve. Redirect your heart through the act of service. You can serve in the food pantry. And by the way, next week, we're going to have a food bin out that you can start to give um, food towards, towards the food pantry for the holidays. Um, that's a great way to be able to do that. Uh, you could sign up with the Union Gospel Mission to help with their Christmas meal. You can sign up with the Senior Center downtown to help with all of their holiday stuff. But you can actually serve. Remember, we're doing things. We can direct our heart. This is how we place our hope. Well, I have a few additional invitations for you this morning. The first is this, to continue to prepare your heart. Alpha and Rooted are right around the corner. Uh, and, and they're coming up in January here. You're going to be hearing stories over the next several weeks here of people being transformed. And I'm telling you, it, this is people who have been following Jesus for 20, 30, 40 years, getting involved with the with community, being transformed. That you're discipleship doesn't stop five years after you decide to follow Jesus. It doesn't stop 10 years or 20 years. God has a plan for you to be transformed that goes until the day you breathe your last breath. 
And for you young people out there, God has a hope for you as you rub arms and shoulders with those who have been walking with Jesus a long time. You're going to learn something and you're going to teach something. This is what happens only in the body of Christ. We are transformed as we link arms and follow Jesus hard. That's what this Christmas season has. Sign up and continue to be formed into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. Two, exercise self-control. Go over your budget now. Go over it now without the pressure for, for Amazon Prime two-day shipping and set spending limits now. Some of you out there are saying, but uh, it was Black Friday already passed. <laughs> I know. The good thing is pretty much everyone has a 30-day return policy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, really, I, that's, uh, that's kind of funny. But really, man, even if you're feeling right now, yes, I got caught in a little bit of that cultural tide of, but if it's a good deal, and I get that. But man, Jesus has a better way for us. And if you need to be so bold as return stuff, and it gives a reason why you're returning something, just say, following Jesus hard. That's it. We'll join you. That's awesome. And you're right, Black Friday has already passed, but you know, like they say from the pulpit on November 25th out of the mouth of this guy, Cyber Monday is always, always coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Set those spending limits now. Uh, and, and this, as we're, as we're talking about that, would you do this? Would you set your budget, okay? Set your budget for what you want to spend this holiday season. And then I would invite you, take 10% out of that or more and say, look, we are going to use this to bless people outside of our circle. Maybe it's a missions opportunity. Maybe it is children in Guatemala. Maybe it is buying extra food for the food pantry. But set that aside to bless someone else. And watch how Jesus shapes and transforms your heart. It is amazing. Three, place your hope in the salvation of Jesus. If you are tempted to medicate, listen to me, you will be tempted to medicate uh, yourself through unhealthy this season. Direct your heart through action. Place your hope in the salvation of Jesus. Order an Advent devotional. Um, as you're on uh, Amazon shopping for things, shop for an Advent devotional. Sign up to serve s- somewhere. If you're being tempted by Cyber Monday, hop over to inewhope.org forward slash sign up and sign up for the next e- season of Alpha and Rooted. Place your hope in Jesus Christ and watch how Jesus transforms you. Be formed. So what would it look like? What would it look like? I want you just to use your imagination right now. Let's fast forward. If you cruised into January without the regret that accompanies Christmas, what if your tax return could be used for something other than to make up for the excess of December? What if instead of advertising using, advertisers using your guilt over lack of connection to your family to get you to spend, your family actually was closer because of the decisions you made even today? 
Listen, the enemy of your souls wants to point at your life and he wants to point out the fact that you're not connected to your family, that things maybe aren't as they were. The enemy of your soul wants to point out your lack. The enemy of your soul wants to point out your lack of transfer transformation. That yes, you have been struggling with these things for a long time. Instead of fulfilling these needs like our culture does, you swam upstream and you stood there and said, yes, you're right. I do lack. I don't have it all together. My family is not perfect. That is true. But guess what? Jesus has a plan for my life. That it's by pointing at him that I can be transformed. You can say to the enemy of your soul, it's in my weakness that he's made strong. That's it. You can use all of this doubt and point it back and say, yes, God has a plan for my life. It may be impossible. Yes, for man, this is impossible. But for God, nothing is impossible. That's it. We can be formed. And what would it look like if we had an entire of community? What if New Hope, our brothers and sisters, our, our hermanos and hermanas, right? I got it. What if we were an entire community of people undistracted by the cultural, cultural liturgies this holiday season? Could you imagine what it would be like to link arms with each other, making mutual commitments to be undistracted by the consumeristic culture that invades our homes. December can be a springboard. You don't have to wait till January 2nd or January 1st for a New Year's resolution. You can springboard into a new year devoted towards following Jesus hard. We can be people who make a difference. We turn the tide, lead the next generation into a life that is full of belly-filling, joy-inducing contentment that is unfazed by our culture. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lord, I'm thankful that it, it, it is through you that we find transformation, that you give us the ability to exercise self-control, God. God, that we have a way forward and it's by putting, placing our hope and our trust in the salvation of you. There is no other name in, uh, under heaven and earth by which men can be saved, Lord. We trust in you, God. Now, there, there may be some of you out there who, um, yeah, you're hearing about this message of Jesus Christ and the hope and the transformation that that can take, that you can be trans, transformed. And you're hearing these, these words and saying, I don't know about anything else, but I want that. I want God to transform my life. I want to follow Jesus hard. I want to surrender. I want to give up my way of doing things because it hasn't worked for years. If that's you and you want to place your hope in Jesus, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, with all eyes closed and all heads bowed, would you raise your hand? I'd like to just agree with you in in prayer. Yes, I see your hand. I see your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I see those hands. 
I just want you guys to know that you have a heavenly father who loves you beyond any shadow of a doubt. That there is nothing you can do to make God love you any more or any less than this moment right now. God's word says his love is complete, it's perfect. That God has a plan and a purpose for you going forward. And he wants to meet you right where you're at right now. Hmm. Well, we have several people um, in the room deciding to follow Jesus for the first time or the first time in, in, in uh, a long time. I have several invitations for you. The first is that you need to find a church home. And if that's us, that's, that's great. We kind of like this church. Um, uh, and uh, two, um, that, 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 that God loves you very much. And... Uh, yeah. Well, let's, play, let's all pray together um, uh, out loud with gusto um, uh, because we are a body. We are uh, linking arms. So repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending your son for the hope of the world to die for my sins and be raised again so that I can have hope so I can receive forgiveness and I can be transformed. Help me follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.